You ready? Oh shit, I need a glass of water. I'm about to do a lot of talking. Welcome to Final Take. My name is Ethan Simi. I'm Austin Davis. And this is our podcast talking about movies and our final take on them and what we think. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, it's another week. How are you doing? Another week of quarantine has happened, by the way. I know. I think I've been quarantined now for three weeks and I'm starting to go a little crazy. Yeah. I'm going more and more insane, especially considering I have a two-year-old and a newborn. Mm-hmm. That you run out of things to do in a 600 square foot apartment pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's getting there. How many walks around the block have you done? Oh my God. I, it's definitely in the triple digits. I can't even <laughs> think about it. It's like, wake up, work out, walk around the block for an hour, which is like, I don't know, six times. Mm-hmm. And then lunch, nap, walk around the block some more, go for a car ride, walk around the block some more, dinner, bed. Yeah. Literally, my entire day is described to you in 10 seconds. <laughs> my day is wake up, shower, go to work. Oh, yeah, work. I don't work, know what that's like. Work from home. Ah, don't yes, go yes, to yes. work. I'm literally just staying in my bedroom and working on my desk out in my bedroom. Nice. At least you have a desk set up. Yeah. That's solid. Yep. That's good, yeah. I've seen that way too many times this week, or the past, like, three weeks. Oh, so. my gosh, yeah. That's rough. I'm glad I don't have to worry about week, uh, work being on my paternity leave right now. Yep. It's really quite exquisite. Uh, I am also the perfect amount of hungry and tired to be extremely invested in tonight's topic. Okay. Like, I'm not going to play devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. but if you're trying to prove me wrong, the battle is on, brother. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to go down. So I'm very excited for that. But before we dive into this week's episode... Mm -hmm. Have you have you seen any movies in this last week? I feel I like this. Mm-hmm. I like asking you this. Yeah. Because we watch so many movies as it is. Yes. And now being quarantined, like even more. Mm-hmm. I feel like this could be something we talk about in the future too. Yeah. So did you watch any movies this past week? So I actually I just I think told you I watched one, but I actually watched two. Whoa. Um, Double feature. Yep. So the first one I watched this week was Platform. It is a foreign film that is a Netflix um, yeah. original. I've heard good things about this. It is good. It is also really disgusting at times. So oh, if you do not like disgusting as in like like cannibalism. Oh, that's gnarly. Yeah. Wow. So, like, if you're not cool with that, then this is not the movie for you. But <laughs> that's it has, a solid warning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there is some really cool aspects to the movie. Um, definitely a weird one, good one, um, worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, the second one, I actually said this is a recommendation for people to watch the last week, but I'd actually never had watched it. Was no. Snowpiercer. You did it. <laughs> you did. watched it. Yes. Oh, you dog. It was nice. a great movie. I, so. I good listened for you. to my own recommendation, <laughs> and it was so, good. So, to the, to the listeners, your recommendation was legit. Yeah. So, that's good. I was saying it for myself. Nice. I had heard things about the movie. I had been like, uh, like I'll watch it eventually. Eventually watched it. Also very good. Super solid. Yeah. Awesome. How There's long def- is that movie? Is it kind of long? Uh, hour and a half to two oh, hours. Oh, that's not bad. It's, it's, some, it's within that time frame. Okay, that's not bad at all. Um, nice. There's also some disgusting parts in that movie. Oh, wow. So You got wild this week. Yeah. That's I watch cool. a lot of disgusting things. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Tiger King. Like, you know. Oh, Tiger King. Who hasn't watched Tiger yeah. King? Because, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it on here. If you haven't watched Tiger King. It's crazy. But, Carol Baskin, brother. Yeah. Wow. That is a wild show. Yep. What about you? What have you watched? Yeah. So, I did. Uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week. I am. I was watching the before trilogy have you heard of this yes uh so but from you i've heard yeah. about it from okay you. <laughs> great all the better so they're all filmed by richard linklater mm. and it's essentially a trilogy that takes place over 20 years so before uh sunrise before sunset and then before midnight mm. and it just they just all follow two characters who fall in love in paris and reconvene like a decade later and then the third movie is like what their life is now. Anyway, it's very similar to like a marriage story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Before Midnight 
so I finally finished the trilogy. Yeah. I watched that a few nights ago, and I watched it, and then I got online, and I bought myself a Blu-ray copy from eBay, because I had just uh, rented it from Netflix, mm-hmm. and wow, it was great. Like, Blu-ray for all three of them, or just no, one? No, so just for Before Midnight. Okay. I really like the first two. I think they're great. But the third one. But the third one did it in for me. Okay. I was a wreck. <laughs> Boy, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I was crying. I do. And I, <laughs> I saw that. I post. was crying. Yes. My family was asleep and I was crying watching this movie. So that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I watched that. And then uh, I don't believe I watched anything else this past week because my mother in law was in town and we introduced her to Tiger King. And so we all watched <laughs> Tiger King over the course of the week, which was excellent. As yes. Is. So. That was great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we're still, you know, watching new movies yes. as they come out. Second piece of housekeeping mm-hmm. before we talk about tonight's main topic, which, by the way, is Inception. Yes. A listener-contributed topic for tonight. Mm. So shout out John Dodier for uh, providing the topic. John D. John D. Classic John D. Mm. Uh, I believe his Instagram handle is I Need an Ice Bag. Yep. Which very unique, and I. Don't know the backstory on that. I'm sure there's got I've one. heard the backstory. Oh, I yeah? Yeah. I forget the full story. So. You'll have to film it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But appreciate that, appreciate that, John. Mm. So we're going to talk about John's Inception. John's a great guy. If you don't know him, he's, he's a, a great, great guy. guy. Yeah. We, we've both worked with him. Yes. So we know. Yep. But in no way did we frame this. This is a legit listener mm-hmm. idea. Yes. We did not plant this idea. <laughs> Inception. We did not plant this idea in John to give to us. Nope. Um, literally got a text being like hey you want to do this I'm like okay sure <laughs> absolutely so second piece of news that actually just dropped today the day we're mm. recording is Marvel released all of their new movie release dates mm. all of them and there is just a flurry of new dates it, it seemed from what I read though it's basically taking the days of other plan marvel movies and just shifting it to that next movie to like release date absolutely yeah so from what i know so black widow was obviously supposed to come out in may which is like mm-hmm. a month away and that got pushed to november 6 2020 which was the eternals mm-hmm. release date eternals got pushed to february 12 2021 which was shang chi and the seven rings mm-hmm. shang chi got pushed to may 7th which was dr strange dr strange got pushed to november 5th 2021 and then Thor Love and Thunder Black Panther and Captain or Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2 are all in 2022 now. There's going to be so many movies. Brutal. So I mean I was really looking forward to Black Widow. I know not everybody was super hyped. Mm -hmm. I was looking forward to it. I was actually really excited for the Eternals this year. Mm -hmm. I know you only have to wait four more months for the Eternals but still and considering phase four is going to take place as of now, over the next two and a half years, mm-hmm. that's a long phase. Yeah. So I'm glad that they came out with dates. Now there's no more of this wondering mm-hmm. of, will, will Black Widow go to VOD? Will it even hit theaters? Like, when is it going to hit theaters? Everything is solved. Yeah. For everything. It's just such a big delay between Spider-Man to Phase 4. Oh my gosh. I know, right? As, as That's like a year. Fans of... of the Marvel movies, like mm-hmm. this is just such a large gap of time. Huge gap. And I know phase four is gonna be played in with the new Disney Plus series. Mm-hmm. So I I do understand obviously the timing has to be right. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're gonna if you're gonna put these Disney Plus shows in like congruent timelines mm-hmm. with these movies, everything has to be set. Yeah. So I assume has not been stated yet, but I assume that Disney Plus series Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki and What If and all these things are going to be pushed as well. I would assume so. Which it kind of sucks which for sucks. Disney Plus because like their whole thing is like, oh, we're going to be introducing right. all these new things that people have been anticipating, and now it's like, oh, well, now we're going to push them back even further. Yeah. Like, and that was a huge selling point mm-hmm. even before Disney Plus came out. It was like, yeah. we're going to have exclusive Marvel TV shows that mm-hmm. tie in with the movies on our platform. Yep. So far as it. <laughs> Their main original has been the Mandalorian, which is great. Fantastic. But so can't fault them there. The, but that's it. I mean, they've had other original stuff, but like 
nothing that I'm like, oh, I need to go watch this. And no one sure. else is like, oh, this is a great one. You need to watch this. Yeah. this it's just not. I, I like, they have some really good Disneyland exclusive kind of history mm-hmm. uh, yeah, which stuff, really cool. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. So, uh, so yeah, right. A lot of stuff got pushed. And and I texted you this earlier in all caps, and and you didn't reply. <laughs> Because I assume you were just as flabbergasted as I was. What and I, I was working, so. What I, <laughs> right, this is true. What I texted you in all caps was, The New Mutants mm-hmm. oh, now yes. has a new release schedule, a release date of mm-hmm. TBD. Wait, is this the sixth release date of this movie? I think so, yeah. It's either the fifth or the sixth or the seventh. It is, it's becoming kind of a, like a legendary status in my eyes. It must be at least a decent movie for them to keep it going. Sure, that's a good point, right? That's the you only wouldn't thing. push it to find a good slot if you didn't think it was at least semi decent. Yeah, I mean, it's got some of like the actors in it. Like, it has uh, had the I forget their names. I I, can't I just remember. know their characters from the TV shows. Sure. So like the uh the brother from Stranger Things is in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then. Arya from Game of Thrones. Oh, She's yeah. in it. Game of Thrones, always showing up in this podcast. Uh, hey, it's <laughs> one of my favorite shows. Ridiculous. So, um, I just think it's hilarious yeah. that it's TBD. Yeah. It just continues and continues to get pushed back. Uh, and then other things, obviously Mulan got pushed back as well. Mm-hmm. We know that. Um, things like Candyman and French Dispatch and Free Guy, all these also got pushed back. Mm-hmm. They now have dates which are in you know, October, November, December, uh, which is fine. The one I was kind of bummed about was Jungle Cruise. I was actually <laughs> excited to see Jungle Cruise. You were, were you? <laughs> I, I was actually excited. A Disney movie. Wow. I, who who would have thought? Shocker. And now it got pushed to summer of 2021 instead mm-hmm. of this summer, obviously. So I got to wait a whole year to see The Rock and Emily Blunt go down a CGI river in a CGI boat. Yep. Travesty. <laughs> so anyway, what are you going to do? I was actually looking forward to a few of the movies that were coming out this month, like, uh, mm-hmm. or this last month, I guess. Uh, like, I mean, A Quiet Place Part 2? Exactly. Speaking of Emily Blunt. What do you know? Yeah. I really want to be blunt about this. <laughs> Get him, guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's just kind of, you know, kind of a bummer. Yep. And especially French Dispatch. I think that was mm-hmm. supposed to be kind Wes of Anderson. later this summer as well. Yep. And now it's in October. <sighs> okay. I'm a big fan of Wes Anderson films. So, wow. Yeah, they're That's, good. Oh, you are a big fan. I am, yes. Oh, I thought you said I'm not a big fan, and I was like, that is a loaded statement <laughs> for another podcast. I also enjoy Wes Anderson films. Fantastic mm-hmm. Mr. Fox. Oh, yeah. Absolutely incredible. So cool. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Go see it. Uh, so, let's dive into tonight's topic. Which is the movie. Yes. Inception. The movie Inception. This movie came out 10 years ago, by the way. An entire decade ago. Mm -hmm. That is wild to me. That's crazy. I mean... I think it it holds up pretty well. It does. It definitely, like, influenced a lot of movies within the past 10 years. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. A ton of sci-fi movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's good base for Mm -hmm. a lot of things that are current. Can Um, we talk about the base of the whole entire... Let's let's talk about the base. (laughs) So yeah, so we'll have some some pretty acute topping, uh, talking points here. And then we actually have some more talking points from our listeners that were shot over to us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll discuss those kind of towards the end of the show. And I, I want to start with the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because part of the reason that John D. wanted us to talk about this is because that he thinks the plot is super convoluted. Mm-hmm. Now, I need to know, A, do you agree or disagree with that statement? And then, oh, hold on. And then the second part of the question is, can you explain the plot to me like I'm five? Or maybe ten. Explain it to me like I'm a child. Okay. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I believe the movie is complicated and has some errors within the movie. I mean there's tons of movies that have errors or the the plot doesn't necessarily flow together. I mean, what I see is there could have been like, maybe a couple things could have been added 
but they were taken out because of editing purposes, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, the basic premise of this movie is, if I had to put it in basic terms... Super layman's terms. ...is people go inside multiple layers of dreams to plant a thought. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good description, actually. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. I think the... I mean, even the description on Rotten Tomatoes is, like, super, super long. So, I'm not going to read it. So, I think the plot is really convoluted. Mm-hmm. And I think the more times you watch it, the more convoluted it becomes. Okay. I don't think it gets any clearer. Which, I don't know what that says about the movie as a whole. I don't think it's supposed to be a clear movie, though. Right, but wouldn't you think that... After you watch a movie multiple times, that it would, in some sense, become a more clear, like, direction of what you're trying to understand. Not unless the the director makes it appear or does it a certain way to That's make true. it like that. Yeah, but still, the more you watch it, the more you should catch. I mean, I feel like you do catch quite a bit the more you watch it especially like the ending and things like that so yeah that's true but i don't think it gets any easier to understand as you go as you as you watch it and i would say explaining the plot to a five-year-old can't be done it's too it's too too complicated but i think you pretty much nailed it is people go into someone else's dreams multiple dreams to plant a, a natural thought Mm-hmm. which is technically Inception, mm-hmm. which is what this is about. Yes. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the gist of Inception. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Basic rundown version of the plot. Yeah, super basic. So Leonardo DiCaprio, I mean, I'm just going to, can I just read the cast real quick? It's a great cast list. It's an all-star cast list. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. An all-star cast list. Leonardo DiCaprio as Cobb, mm-hmm. which is just incredible. Ken Watanabe as uh, Seto, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Marion Cotillard, Ellen Page, Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy. I mean, Michael Caine. Yeah. So you got some all-star hitters yeah. in there. There's no question about it. And it is a Christopher Nolan movie. So... He uses some of the same actors in a lot of his movies. Absolutely. I mean, the movie following the, this movie for him was um, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, really? Yeah. So then Ooh, you have... I didn't know that. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's also in it. Um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. And then What's-Her-Face, uh, who plays Mal. Yeah. yeah. Marion Cotillard. Yeah. Yeah, she is also in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as is Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine always. And Cillian Murphy is in Batman Begins. Yes. Yeah. That's so another no one movie yep. as well. So absolutely an, all, an all-star cast. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. I love it. Yep. I'm very, very happy with it. Oh, I it's Christopher Nolan. It, for me, he is one of my favorite directors because he does create some type of twist or doesn't give you necessarily the correct, or not correct, the thought that you think it of what's going to happen. It's going to be different than what you think. Sure. Kind of throws you for a loop. Like, if you watch uh, The Dark Knight, Mm -hmm. like, you expect um, Bruce Wayne to go after Rachel, but he... Psych! Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, he he also directed Memento, mm -hmm. which is... Great movie. A a fantastic movie. And, you know, he's done the Batman trilogy. He's done The Prestige. Uh, He has done Inception, Mm -hmm. obviously, and Interstellar. Which I've I've heard amazing things. It's on my list to, to see, and then he has Tenet coming mm. out this I'm summer. So excited for that! I, I am, hope they don't push that. Oh my god! That's a movie I have to see on an IMAX screen. I remember in the theaters watching that trailer with you, and Holy we're just like, cow. "What are we watching?" Because it, it felt like a movie when you, the trailer Absolutely. first came on. So whatever we went to go see, we went to go see in IMAX, mm-hmm. and there must have been a special Tenet IMAX preview. Mm-hmm. It was literally like 12 minutes of the movie. Wasn't it Star Wars? I feel Oh, like... it was Star Wars. Yeah, it was Absolutely. A, because Colin was with us. Yeah. So, But I think it was an IMAX exclusive mm-hmm. trailer, and it just dropped you into, into the movie. Oh, 
you didn't know what was happening. No. You just saw this play yeah. out and all. Oh. It looks absolute, absolute classic Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. And I'm hyped beyond belief. But it doesn't seem like any of those cast members are actually in the movie, though. Oh, really? I haven't read the cast for it yet. Well, I mean, I, the, from what I've seen in the trailers, like, it doesn't seem like Yeah, that. that's a good point, huh? Mm-hmm. He might be mixing it up. He yeah. might be mixing it up. Yeah, Robert Pattinson, John David Washington. Let's see if we uh, have any... Well, you know what? Michael Caine. Just Staple. an all-star. He's a staple in Nolan films. An all-star. <laughs> uh, other than that, it looks like a pretty new cast. Yeah. So, anyway. Christopher Nolan is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The score of the movie. Classic Christopher Nolan. He This score actually influenced so many more sci-fi the sci-fi genre in terms of score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, even in the beginning, it starts out, you get these like super deep, ominous, really moody. Yeah. So good. In the feels. And then, more. (laughs) And the ending, the song at the end, Mm -hmm. I wrote, I wrote right here, Final song is fucking feels. That's it. That's the whole paragraph I wrote. Yeah. I loved it. That was great. So really awesome score that I think helps drive your course through the movie mm-hmm. and um, kind of plays off off of your emotions mm-hmm. as well. At Because at the very end, you feel accomplished of what this team has done. Mm-hmm. And so the song helps with that. But it's kind of stays ominous to mm-hmm. to the, the point that we'll eventually talk about is what's the true ending of the movie mm-hmm. and are we in a dream or reality or not things like that so should we first do you feel like we're going to spoilers absolutely okay this movie's been out for 10 years people yeah so please, do your due diligence get it done with. so this is probably going to be a review that where we do spoil a lot of the movie Mm -hmm. so if you feel like you want to watch the movie if you've not seen it now go see the movie then come back and listen to this but this is probably gonna be a more spoiler filled podcast yeah just give that right away absolutely i think most of the podcasts can be pretty spoiler filled Mm -hmm. uh we'll talk about some theories and some listener questions and what we think Mm -hmm. of the ending of the movie essentially yeah all spoilers yes um. All right. So, can can we just talk about a theory first? Just sure. a general. Yeah. Just a general, general theory. Uh, the the wedding ring theory. I don't okay. know if it's like actually called the wedding ring theory. He comes up with a lot of names for theories that don't exist. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, got to trademark them. You know, gotta make money somehow. So, this is the thought that. Whenever Cobb is wearing his wedding bands, mm-hmm. he is in a dream. Mm-hmm. Whenever he is not wearing his wedding brand, band, he is in reality. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to differentiate a dream from reality, the whole point of, of that's the entire point of the totems, mm-hmm. right? So he has his totem. So what are totems first before we... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, each character has its own totem. Cobb has his kind of spin top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's his name? Arthur has, um, a loaded, loaded die. Dice. Yeah. And then it looks like Ariane has, uh, a loaded chess piece, mm-hmm. things like that, where they fall over or they topple or land on a certain side when you're in reality. And when you're in a dream, they do not do that. Mm-hmm. So essentially it helps the character and their mind to distinguish what is a reality from what is a dream. Because mm-hmm. one of the earlier rules that um, Cobb talks about in the movie is like you don't mix reality with these dreams. Yeah, when he has Ariane test, kind of test build a dream mm-hmm. for him, he mentions you can never build based on memory. Mm-hmm. Or else you get trapped there, you stay there, your mind thinks that that is the reality, hence why we they have things like totems to yeah exactly differentiate between what is reality what is the dream exactly and throughout the movie Cobb essentially breaks every single one of his rules yeah every single one ridiculous mm-hmm. 
I do think rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good, that's a valid point. I am not a rule breaker though, so I, it irks me when. I mean, there's there huge rules. So he says, don't build any dream from memory. Mm-hmm. And then we realize that him and his wife Mall, ex-wife Mall, mm-hmm. uh, build an entire dreamscape from memory. But would you say that the, the reason why he's saying all this stuff is because he's experienced those things and realizes the dangers of that's true of it, and is trying to warn against that? Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah, like the I guess mentor mentee. Like I've experienced this. This is why I'm telling you no. Don't do it. Yeah, it does make sense. But do what I say, not as I do. Yeah, I think Cobb, I still think Cobb. I think. That idea of him breaking all of his all of his rules, he he continues to to break them though. Yeah. It's not like he broke them once and then he told her like, "Hey, you shouldn't do this stuff," and then he never did them again. Mm-hmm. He continues to break them, but I think that is really true with his character mm-hmm. because from the start we can see he's mentally pretty jacked up. Yeah, he has some serious issues mm-hmm. and has a, a near impossible time differentiating reality from a dream. Yes. So, and he can't dream anymore. Mm-hmm. The only way he can dream is if he essentially takes a sedative and goes under mm-hmm. and goes to dreams that he's built. Yep. Which is, I guess, probably super similar to like, I don't know, being addicted to something. Like he's addicted to living in these dreams mm-hmm. and he can't find a way out of that. Yeah. Um, so... Cobb is just kind of a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Yeah. Okay. Yes and no. Let's let's talk about that. Yes and no. So he, him and him and Maul mm-hmm. live in limbo together. Mm-hmm. Correct. For fifty years, essentially. Fifty-ish. Yeah, years. So so it goes mental years, not physical years. Absolutely. So it goes. You go level one, mm-hmm. level two, level three. Once you get past level three, if you die in a the third layer of a dream, you go to limbo. Mm. There's just like there's no fourth level or anything. So you go to limbo. And they live there mentally for fifty plus years and they grew old together and they built their dream world and their all these dream houses and they, they lived an entire life together, right? They built a city. They built a city. Yeah. Yeah. Cobb plants the idea in Maul's head that her reality is not real. Mm-hmm. So he, he first tries Inception on his wife, mm-hmm. the person whom he loves most in the world. Yes. That's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. And in doing so, he technically kills Maul mm-hmm. in limbo, correct? Yeah. He tells her, like, lay your head on the train track. We're both going to die. So we can go back to reality, but I've planted this idea in you that you don't think reality is real anymore. Mm. That's his fault. Yeah. Does that therein make him a quote-unquote killer, a murderer? Because he's wanted for murder charges for his wife. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's... Yes, he... Well, I think this is what the movie is kind of all about, though. Like, the guilt of what he has done. Mm-hmm. The guilt he feels from planting that idea? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end, he can't be the one that killed her because she's the one that killed herself. Physically. Yeah. Correct. In reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he did not push her off the ledge. She jumped off the ledge. Mm-hmm. So, what, his, what he did was a, not a good act. Like a good thing to do, mm-hmm. but she's the one that ultimately did committed the yeah the murder or suicide yeah. I but mean, she she uh, set up the hotel room mm-hmm. to to frame him mm-hmm. essentially yeah to make it look like he did kill her mm-hmm. and he's still on he's technically on the run. Mm-hmm. But his intention was never to go and make her kill herself. That was never his his drive. Yeah. What do you think his main purpose was with attempting inception on his wife? Did was there a deeper purpose, or did he really just want to see if inception could be done? Maybe both. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Christopher Nolan was thinking when he was writing this. That Christopher part. Nolan, get on the show. Yeah. Let's hash it out. Let's talk about this. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think that he definitely. I don't know. I, it's a stumper. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. And if he had a deeper purpose, why? I understand that when you plant an idea for inception, it needs to be extremely simple. Mm-hmm. So as to appear like a natural idea. Yep. So the subconscious doesn't attack or, or you know, realize that that's not an actual idea. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't he just pick something else that has like no bar on life or death? Mm-hmm. Show, planning the thought of her that reality isn't real, that's definitely going to have a negative outcome. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, why even plant that idea? Plant something else. God. Come plant the idea of I want puppies. Yeah, <laughs> plant an idea of like something. Yeah, something with their house or like you know we want to give give our house away or like give money to so and so or something to that mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. So I don't know that. I think that speaks to like the complexity of Cobb's character. Mm-hmm. I think he is a super complex character. Oh yeah. Who like flip-flops on things he says and does all the time mm-hmm. because he's living in this not actually limbo but he's living in between this reality and this dream so he doesn't i don't know if he necessarily knows how to act in either one of them or how to protect himself mm-hmm. because he knows if he's in the dream world that his subconscious will create maul and have her come be with him mm-hmm. and he doesn't he can't handle that mentally mm-hmm. But at night, he dreams, and where does he go? To memories. Yeah. With Maul. Mm-hmm. So he chooses that. Guy's super complex, man. So that's that's the thing. Do, back back to the point. Do you to think the, 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 the wedding ring, ring theory? The wedding ring. Do you think that's legit? When yeah. he when he wears his band, he's in a dream, i.e., married to Maul. When he doesn't wear his band, he is in reality. Because Maul is, is dead. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to the movie that closely to to know when he was wearing it and was not wearing it. To be, yeah, that's pretty deep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched it today when I was like working. Okay. Yep. So I wa- so I watched it last night and I took a a, a huge page of notes that mm-hmm. I'm obviously not gonna gonna talk about in order to try to understand better. When I was watching, mm-hmm. I didn't notice the wedding or anything. Yeah. That's not at all like where I went. Mm-hmm. But I think it's legit from what I've read. Yeah. It would make sense. Um, I mean, it, it would make sense based off of the fact like, yes, yeah, she is gone from the from reality. Mm-hmm. So why wear a wedding ring? But like, absolutely. There's also tons of people that go through grieving processes that still wear their wedding ring, even though the, the, their spouse has died. So, I mean. Ooh. Legit. Like, so you can't say yes or no that it is correct or it is wrong because, mm-hmm. again, this I think this whole movie, the main theme behind it is guilt and grief, which they bring up multiple times. I did pay attention to that because, <laughs> um, because they say it so many times throughout uh-huh. the whole entire movie that he feels, like, Cobb feels guilty. He is grieving and all these things. Like, that is brought up. Yeah. Also, backstory... I don't know if you knew this, but Christopher Nolan's dad died right around the, I think, 2009. Oh. So this could have played a factor into the movie itself. Oh. Um, with his father passing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. So. The more you know. Yeah. Huh. Wow. That's in- interesting. S- speaking again of, of Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. he has this habit of never really revealing what any of his movies mean. I love it. It's great. And I don't want an answer. Exactly. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really great. And it leads people like you and I to discuss mm-hmm. them. But I do want a fourth Batman movie. <laughs> oh my God. I would kill for a fourth Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. Big time. And, and I think if he said exactly like, hey, this is exactly what I meant, mm-hmm. conversation would die. Mm-hmm. Intrigue would, would lessen. Yep. And it and it doesn't allow the viewer to to act like it's kind of their own unique viewing of the movie because mm-hmm. everybody views it differently. So I think that is super cool. Obviously, Christopher Nolan has never come out 
and said, here's exactly what Inception means. Cobb is in reality at the end. He's with his family. He's, you know, he's not a murderer, X, Y, and Z, right? Mm. He also hasn't come out and said, you know, Cobb is still in a dream at the end and all of these things. Um, to, to, that leads me to another point because Christopher Nolan has never confirmed anything. I was reading an article this afternoon on the ending. Is, is Cobb still in a dream or is he in reality? Mm-hmm. Because we never see the totem topple. Mm. Right? He spins the totem. We see it start to wobble a little bit, but we don't see it topple. So we don't know, as the viewer, we don't have a definitive answer if he's in a dream or reality. Now, um, Michael Caine, right, has has said previously that Christopher Nolan told him, whenever you are in that scene, it's reality. Whenever you're not in a scene, it's a dream. Mm-hmm. Therein, it would mean that he's in reality at the end, right, and not stuck in a dream. According to what Christopher Nolan told him. Correct. So, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's legit. But that's what I read today. I it, mean... Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like uh, Michael King would lie. <laughs> I don't think he would lie either. Like, I don't think he's going <laughs> to explicitly go on record and be like, here's what Christopher Nolan told me. Mm-hmm. Except not. Yeah. No. That's so, going to be... That's legit. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I like that the movie leaves it so ambiguous. Absolutely. Like, it just makes it so much more... I mean, that's why we're talking about this. Right. I mean, that's why the movie did so well was because of the ending, because you don't know whether Absolutely. he's in a dream or if he's in reality. Yeah, give me give me your take mm-hmm. on it. Do What do you think? Based on, like, the, the filming of it, like, basically it goes from him landing in America, um, yep. being able to come into America and not getting arrested right away, mm-hmm. um, to then all these people doing their other stuff and then him being at the house and seeing his kids for the first time. Mm-hmm. Now, I, like, to me, I mean, it's like, wh- if anything, it has to be reality because of the, the steps that happen. Sure. He Unless, goes from point A to B to C and yeah. he knows how he got there. Yeah. Okay. Unless he went to go take a nap real fast in between everything. Mm. But his main motivation the whole entire time was to see his kids akin. So I don't feel like he would just take some random, like, nap so then he is no longer in reality. Yeah. He also and, sees his kids' faces. Yes. Finally. Yes. For the first time. Mm-hmm. Now, I have taken a couple, like, read a couple things about this. I think at the, ultimately, he doesn't care when he spins the top and doesn't, like care to stay for or to look at it because he is accepting that reality no matter whether it's real or it's not he has accepted it fully and he doesn't intend to turn back absolutely so absolutely he spins the totem and essentially in doing that Mm -hmm. says this is the reality i've chosen to accept as real whether Mm -hmm. it be or not and i am removing myself from mall Mm-hmm. and the grief and the guilt and all of these things associated with her in my life. Mm-hmm. I am moving on. Mm-hmm. Because that totem was Maul's original totem. Mm-hmm. She invented totems, essentially, yeah. to help them distinguish between reality and dreams. And I think that final scene represents so freaking much in like the 20 seconds that we see. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But then again, so to talk about the whole grief and guilt mm-hmm. theory or idea is this is another step of overcoming guilt and grief. Like he, A step that he's taken? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's accepted the reality of whatever it may be in front of him. Right. Like he's, and he's, over, just, he's just moving on. Yeah. Yeah. He's moving on to be with his family, whatever that is the case. Yeah, I think, I I mean, I want to believe he's in reality, mm-hmm. like actual reality. I think we all do. I think we, yeah, I think we all want to believe that. I think the doubt that's in my head is, does he, does he actually leave Limbo with Sato 
choosing that over staying with Maul. Mm-hmm. I want to believe he does mm-hmm. because he is very clear to Ariadne, I, I am staying here to save Saito. I ha- that is my goal. And then I will be, well, I will he, be back. He needed Saito to even enter the U.S. Absolutely. So, like, of course he wasn't just going to be like, oh, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just going to leave him. Yeah. But then the, the final, not the final scene, but, like, the ending mm-hmm. with him and Saito in Limbo connects to the opening scene with him and Saito in Limbo. I don't know. That that scene confuses me. How so? Because he says, you know, Saito's old. Mm-hmm. So Saito's been there for what, 50, 60 years, whatever. And he finally gets washed up into limbo again, mm-hmm. somehow, and makes his way to this to this palace and says, Oh yeah, I'm I'm I I now remember that I'm here. You're like a half remembered from a half remembered dream, and I was trying to remind you of something. I was trying to take you somewhere, and Saito has a very clear memory of everything to honor our arrangement. And so you're telling me that, I guess in that instant they both say, "Oh, like absolutely, this is a dream now." Mm-hmm. Even though Saito's been there for sixty years, he's just gonna like up and be like, "Oh, yeah, I, I totally remember our arrangement that we had." four levels of dreams later mm-hmm. I, I don't know man because because that is why Cobb is so messed up from the beginning is because he was in limbo for so long with Maul mm-hmm. that he has a near impossible time distinguishing from reality and a dream but there is also the aspects that he that Cobb did speak to in the movie like he was saying like yeah we we made these places out of memory, even though they're so deep in these dreams. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that there is an aspect of a person being able to recall whatever part of what's sure. happening. I mean, it, yeah. it may take a minute. I mean, even you even see it with, uh, what's his face? The the son, the one that they're in. Oh, like, Fisher? Yeah, Fisher. Yeah. Um, they, ha- like, when... Uh, Cobb's character comes in and says, hey, you're in a dream. I'm here to protect you. When, in fact, he's the one that's in, putting the inception Absolutely, in yeah. And he's like, remember this. Try to remember this. Try to remember this. Mm-hmm. And he was able to start to remember the events of the previous dream that they were just in. Oh, sure. So Even I, though they were two levels into a dream. Yes. So I think that there is the ability to recall that they were what they were doing yeah. throughout the movie. Or throughout the, the dream sequence. I mean, this guy's had... 50 years of being in that level mm-hmm. i'm sure there have been thoughts of how did i get here what like all yeah. this stuff like, and he can start building his his city from memory mm-hmm. like they did yeah i want to believe it i just don't you know christopher nolan not coming out and giving a definitive answer just always leaves the door open for i don't know well the thing to me is the whole the top situation with it being uh Maul's her top or yeah her totem her totem Mm -hmm. like what if the whole entire movie itself is the dream yeah so so this actually comes to us uh, from a listener on instagram Mm -hmm. uh and and he essentially says Cobb's totem is it is it actually Cobb's totem Mm -hmm. is it legit because it was Maul's totem originally so are are, is the entire thing a dream Mm -hmm. are we not Watching a reality, like, are we watching just a just a base level dream from the get go, mm-hmm. and they are doing all of this from within a dream because it's not his totem. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be trapped in a dream throughout his whole entire time, and what if it's the whole entire thing is Maul trying to get him back to reality? Oh wow, wow, wow! You just like I'm just like <laughs> shocked. I'm just. See, and this is where it gets so convoluted. Mm -hmm. Because you could go so many different directions. Mm -hmm. I guess that's always a possibility. Because, like, that, her whole mission is to get him to reality, Mm -hmm. as she puts it. Yet, he is so pushed against it, where it's, like, maybe because his mind is so trained mm -hmm. to push it back against this stuff, that's what is happening. And so you're saying that her jumping off the ledge actually brought her back to reality. Mm -hmm. And... We're witnessing Cobb's life in a dream 
just in a dream, in a dream, in a dream, just like all the time. Mm -hmm. And Maul is actually living in reality. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe tweet at Christopher Nolan, see what he (laughs) says. I don't think that's a half bad idea. I don't think he'll ever respond back to me. (laughs) He can find some time on the set of Tenet to to just like take a break and read a tweet. I, I mean, I think that's a good point. I, I think the part with the totem being Maul's totem. Yeah, I think, I think it asks even more questions mm-hmm. because you're never supposed to let another person touch your totem. Mm-mm. 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 Don't touch my totem. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, that that is definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you think this is actually? Do you think it's a good movie? Oh yeah, you think it's a good movie? Yeah, I've watched it so many times. Really? Uh, yes. Okay. So I maybe not it, recently. I saw, <laughs> yeah. I saw it in theaters. I saw it in theaters too, and I probably saw it a couple times since then. And then last night, I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I think it requires a lot of thought mm-hmm. to even break the barrier of trying to understand what's happening. A lot of thought that people don't have the capacity or the energy to put forth. But if you if you look at reviews, right? Rotten Tomatoes, ninety one percent from audience. 88 or 89 percent for critics so there's a ton of people that enjoyed this movie yeah that's true i mean that's true i mean there are there's a lot of thought into it but every single one of christopher nolan movies are that way yeah i mean he doesn't put out movies that are not thoughtful right he's not just gonna put out this lousy non-thinker no yeah i mean it won four oscars Mm -hmm. none of which are for the acting which is probably good. I mean, Leo, we all know his, his losing streak with <laughs> yeah. Oscars. So. Oh, he's got it bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best achievement in cinematography and sound mixing, sound editing, and visual effects. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Boom. <laughs> <laughs> that's like all they played at the Oscars, and then they're like, oh my god, Inception won! <laughs> I mean, it got got put up for best uh, motion picture of the year, mm-hmm. but... Didn't win. Did not win. Uh... I think even 10 years later, the visual effects of this movie are superb. Mm -hmm. They're excellent. Yeah, I mean, well, you see it being ripped off in uh, Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being in dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Living in dreams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, the end is just ambiguous. Mm -hmm. That's all we got. I do want to talk about a character. Yeah, go for it. Um, I always pronounce names wrong. Uh... Ariane. I always want to say like Ariana Grande. <laughs> like it's like a Ariande. mashup. It's a mashup. Ariande. Um, so her character, it the the name comes from a Greek myth like myth. Um, essentially, she is either a princess or a goddess in on the island of Crete. Okay. Um, if you know anything about the island of Crete in Greek mythology, it is where the famous labyrinth is with the Minotaur in it. Um, so basically this is a labyrinth that people go into and die. Like they, that's rough. Like basically this is like a prison that they put people in and the Minotaur basically tracks them down and kills them. It's going to find you. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously they have a chance of exiting the labyrinth, but it is incredibly difficult. Sure. So, uh, Ari, Ari, Ariane, I'm going to say Ariana Grande. Uh, Um, she, is a princess or a goddess it i keep on reading both different things okay. but uh basically she falls in love with a fellow that happens to have to be put into the labyrinth okay um this is recorded in the odyssey um like homer's odyssey uh but basically she gives this uh this guy a string a, like a red string and a sword to get out of the uh the labyrinth or maze, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, this whole entire movie is basically about a maze and a the, like them trying to maneuver through these different labyrinths. Yeah, essentially, one hundred percent. Ari, I'm gonna say Ariane. <laughs> Ariane, you're never gonna get uh, it. No. <laughs> never, never, never. Uh, she is the one creating these mazes. An architect, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the interview stage, she has to make a maze. Yeah, on, draw a maze. Uh, draw on draw a maze. Yeah. Um, but basically, if you follow 
my thoughts of the movie being about grief and guilt. Um, she is the she is giving Cobb string to get through the guilt and grief of his oh. of what happened with Mal. Yeah. To overcome her by killing her in in the thing with a gun, a sword, mm-hmm. a weapon of yeah. some sort to overcome to get out of his labyrinth or interesting yeah i like that a lot yeah if if i like that if you also look... she's wearing red a lot so which also portrays to the string color oh okay so that's some solid writing right there mm-hmm. yeah i think if you look at some of the other names too uh mall in french spanish Port- portuguese and other languages uh can... man can be ooh, solid band can be um, translated to bad, evil, hurt, pain, or sick. Obviously, what she represents in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, those names are on point for their characters. Mm-hmm. So shout out Christopher Nolan for his superb writing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's nothing with like without meaning. And what about the names? Didn't you say something about the names? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the names. All, not all of the main characters, but some of the characters actually spell out dreams. Mm-hmm. So if you take Dom, Robert, Eames, Arthur, Maul, and Saito, mm-hmm. spells out dreams using their the first letter of their names. Yeah. No big deal. No, um, big, deal. no big deal. I did read something else. If you add Peter, uh, Ariane, uh, and Yusuf, uh, they also make, if you add with the dreams, it, it's dreams pay. And they are Whoa, mind thieves. Bro. So. You saved that for live on air like this? That is a <laughs> bold move. Awesome. You said that and then I opened up a trivia thing and I read that. So. I like that. That's rad. That is really cool to know. So uh, let's see. With that, the final lit the final level of mm. this like snow base type level thing. Uh, I just wanted to point out that Cobb directly asks for the layout, the mm-hmm. shortcut through this, mm-hmm. and Ariana gives it to him. Yeah. And then he's too late to kill Maul, even though he does kill her. He's mm-hmm. he's too late. So just more on the fact of Cobb. Well, he didn't take the shot. Break his own rules. He could have, but he didn't. He could have, yeah. Yeah. But I guess I, I understand why he couldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, well, I was going to say something and I totally, absolutely can't remember. So another, actually it was this, another thing from uh, a listener on Instagram, if, if Saito has so much political power mm-hmm. where he just calls someone up and says like, absolve this guy of any murder, uh, why'd they even have to do any of this? Because the whole point was so that, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. So the whole point was that Saito's company would have a shot at being a global energy supplier, mm-hmm. correct? Because Fisher's company, mm-hmm. Fisher, the the main character and then Fisher Sr. was getting ready to die. Mm-hmm. Their company We're gonna powered... We're going to absorb yeah, his company. Absolutely. They were putting them out of business because they, they controlled so much of the market. Mm-hmm. And so this thought, they wanted to put in there that Fisher is can be more than his dad was, mm-hmm. hence create a new company and don't take over the current company, thus making Saito yeah. happy mm-hmm. with his company. And then the way he pays Cobb was to get him to see his kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, But that, dreams are just involved in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be, like the whole dream thing is supposed to be a whole military thing <clears throat> that they used to do. Used to yeah, do. <laughs> used to do back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, using military tactics to overtake a company or whatnot. I mean, I I can see that being played out. I mean, just not necessarily with dreams. I mean, obviously that's the make believe, but whatever yeah. you can do to to over- plan, yeah, yeah, to help with that. Yeah, yeah. I, like apparently, I mean, you would think that he has tried multiple things up to that point. In reality. In reality, right. to... To resort to that. Yeah. Now this is the next thing. Like, sure. that failed. What else can we do? What, like... Yeah. Obviously, Where do we go? Well, obviously, Fisher had training on incep- of, of Inception or people breaking into the brain. Yeah, so he had subconscious so, defenses. Obviously, that's more of a common practice. 
in that world. Mm-hmm. Because if people know about that and have a training to protect you about it, that means it is commonly known without, throughout the world. Sure. It could all, but it could also be that he's just so rich and powerful that he understands that someone might try to take advantage of him. Yeah. In but his how uh, you wouldn't know that unless it was a common unless it was a thing to thing know around like that's true. So I think that in the in that world, it's just known, and but it doesn't also it's not prominently talked about. Yeah, because it's kind of shady. Yeah, like what they do is illegal, mm-hmm. and going into people's dreams is probably illegal. Yeah, but it's you know it's like it's like you know people buy. Kidneys on the black market. I know what happens. Mm-hmm. Super illegal. Well, I mean, like, you look at military tactics of mm. torture or to get information, like, waterboarding happened. And, yeah. Like, it's true. I mean, it's the military, tra- it's like, <laughs> planned thing. So, yeah. Anything is possible. Yeah. Um, I've got one, I've got one other, like, big point before we get to our final kind of listener input. Mm-hmm. And I, I read this last night. Too, and it made me think. So, in reality, Cobb is, and Maul mentions this. This is this is a thought from Maul. She mentions that in reality, Cobb is running all over the world to avoid the the feds and, and the police and you know anybody who's trying to capture him for this murder. Mm-hmm. So he's he's running on the run all over the world from police and all these things, just like. The dreamer would be in someone's dream mm-hmm. while the subconscious is looking for him. Mm-hmm. Right? So then that leads even more to the fact of is Maul actually correct? Like is is this reality not actually reality? Or is it or is Maul crazy? Is mm-hmm. is Cobb actually on the run? Does he act you know, is he actually has has these charges that he needs to flee for his safety? Mm-hmm. So I think that's just another layer to the onion of, well, this, this could be a possibility. I think the similarities between this is what happens in your dreams and this is actually this is what is happening to Cobb in reality are so blurred. And I think that's the whole point of the movie. Mm-hmm. So as not to understand exactly what's happening. Yeah. And I just think that's intriguing. I think that's a really good point because he's on the run. So yeah, you never know. Which, the whole murder, to me, like, does not play out correctly. I mean, if if people just looked at the cameras at the other hotel or whatever building oh my gosh, she was I know. in and be like, oh, look, she's walking. She's walking yeah. into that room. Oh, where she landed in in the city does not... It's not even close Doesn't to where Doesn't correlate he, to the window. <laughs> yeah. It's on the other side of the street. Yeah. Like, yeah. we do some simple math like that. Cobb would be found innocent. Absolutely. I don't know though. Okay. I've listened to enough true crime podcasts to know. <laughs> you can't get that deep into into true life problems. <laughs> you just have to focus on the dreams, mm-hmm. the issues of the dreams. So a couple things uh, from from Instagram. We uh, had an, had another listener mention the kicks in the dreams. Mm-hmm. So they have these kicks. The level one is the van to wake them up. To, yeah, to wake them up from each level and push them back to reality. Right. Level one, they're in a van. Level two, they're in an elevator. Mm-hmm. And level three would be everything falls apart. Yeah. And oh yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like, everything blows up. Mm-hmm. Right. So the kicks. So I understand the kicks in theory. I don't think they make sense in the movie. That's fair. Or they're super hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Because everybody is kicked at like different times. And they mention in the movie several times, oh, we missed the kick. What do we do now? Mm-hmm. Oh, sh- did we miss the kick? What do we do? And it's like, well, you can't die because you're going to go to limbo. And what if you miss the second kick of the van hitting the water? If you miss that second kick, you're, what are you just, you're just stuck there? Mm-hmm. Ha- but everybody eventually gets kicked. Even though all of this stuff is happening, it doesn't really, it's not super clear to me. Well, I think like, to your point, everything restarts in an essence. Like, uh, if they're in limbo, they can kill themselves and then we'll get them back to reality. Like, uh, I mean, that's what happened with uh, Saito and Cobb. Is like, uh, Cobb, I think, pulls out, 
pulls out the gun and shoots right. Say to Owen and probably himself. Yeah, and that's the same like, thing. That's how Fisher and Ariane get out of mm-hmm. Limbo as well. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I mean, I think it's just if you hit the jump at some point, you will come back to reality. So then how I mean, is, it's just like waking that... up from a dream. You you always, I mean, unless you die, <laughs> you always wake up and you start back. How is that any better than just just killing yourself all the way to limbo and then killing yourself again to get back to reality? Like, why do you even need these kicks? I, I guess technically it's so you don't get lost in these dreams, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't think they're reality. Mm-hmm. But this whole team that Cobb has put together, they're extremely intelligent to know that these are dreams. Mm-hmm. At least you would think. Yeah. Cobb would be the one that I'm most worried about what he's believing mm-hmm. so well, I mean, they know each layer like they hop in each layer and they're aware that it's the next dream because they planned it planned out again probably why sato realizes that he was in a dream the whole sure. entire time um it's because like that's what they trained for yeah so that's what they what the purpose was mm-hmm. i mean yes the they're supposed to wake up from the van uh like the van was like the first layer of protection second third so on and so forth yeah and it's just they don't want to have to result to certain things because the further that you go the more complex and more likely that you would fall into those dreams yeah and actually think that they're reality and they don't want to risk that exactly yeah that makes sense um still a little bit a little convoluted to me Mm -hmm. last the last thing that we got from from matt scott on instagram uh all it says is in all caps ha 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 and then in parentheses it says that's the sound if you couldn't tell i think it's um, the blah <laughs> oh really yeah i thought he was like laughing at us oh mascot this guy i i interpreted it, i think correctly i think Matt. you're correct i think i'm the idiot i'm the idiot i've been saying it the whole entire time <laughs> I, I had told you, I accepted I'm, it at the very beginning. I told you I'm the perfect <laughs> amount of tired and hungry, and I have a valid excuse because I have a newborn. So, my apologies, Matt Scott. Chalk it up as as my mistake. Hundred percent, you are correct. That that is the sound, and I like that, Matt. That, that was a good play. I get it, and I'm onto it, and that was well played from both of you. Nice work. <laughs> That's yeah. It's very inception. Again, like I said, I love I love the score. Mm. Do you have anything? You have anything else to add before we wrap it up? Well, I mean, I could go I could go on for another hour about this. Oh yeah, you could just get lost lost in conversation. You could. I have so many notes. We'll probably end up coming out with a second Inception episode in the in the future at some point. Mm. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. You never know. There's so much stuff in the future that now is pushed back. So we're oh gonna have yeah, so we're gonna many be... months of just like. We've watched this. We've We're going to be this. packed. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Exciting times. Yep. So, nothing else? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean... Yeah. I mean, off of this... What is your final take of this movie? Is yeah. Is it a... Sing, like, don't watch it. Is it a single watch or is it a multi-watch? I, I, my final take would be it's, it's an obvious multi-watch. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can watch this movie one time and be satisfied with or understand to the extent that you should mm-hmm. what's actually happening yeah I unless agree. i mean unless unless you're choosing to just view this at face value and not get in not really get involved in it mm-hmm. which is fine if that's your thing but i think this movie was designed to watch multiple times to pick up on multiple details and try to understand the plot and what's actually happening and if if anything is real mm-hmm. yeah I agree. It's definitely a multi-watch movie. Nice, we agree. Yeah, um, it's just a movie where you have to watch it to understand. Like, yep. yes, it will always be confusing. There will always be parts where you just never understand, and that's Christopher Nolan for you. And so, enjoy the movie for what it is. Absolutely. And enjoy the discussion that comes from these movies. Absolutely. I mean, that's the great part of cinema, and this is a great why Christopher Nolan is such a great director and writer and whatnot producer all these different things he knows what keeps people coming back yeah and he does a great job and that is why this movie is so good absolutely yeah he's he's next level Mm -hmm. type stuff yeah he knows what he's doing Mm -hmm. he's not messing around i mean he's so detail-oriented even if you like listen to the music during the 
uh, end credits, it is the music that they use to trigger, like, yeah. hey, the jump is to trigger to the kicks. Yeah. yeah. To make it seem like, wait, I, are we exactly. dreaming? Ooh. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. To, like, oh, am I, is this, you know, the music to, like, get kicked back to reality? Yeah. Now that this dream, aka the movie, is over? Mm hmm. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. He, yeah. He doesn't mess around. No. He is great. Yeah. I great, will continue great, great to see his movies until he is dead. Absolutely. Or until, I die. Until One of the two. Until he stops making them, mm-hmm. I'm in the theater for Christopher Nolan all day. Yep. Um, in the wise words of, of Austin Davis and Matt Scott, Bwah. is that what it? That? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded more like a foghorn to me. It sounded like a what's-her-face from Monsters, Inc., the ones that are like Mike Lazowski. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. She's, she's the worst. <laughs> More like blah. <laughs> I'll get it one day, man. I'll get it one day. Well, that was fun. It was. I love this movie. Good times. Good times. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Not 100% sure what our topic is going to be. Because there's not really a whole lot of movies coming out right now. Yeah, because there's nothing going on. So if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, like tonight, mm-hmm. and get out of We obviously listen. So Absolutely. We listen to you when you tell us what you want to hear. After you listen to us, you know. <laughs> Works out. Mutual benefit. Yep. Get at us on social media, at Final Take Pod on Instagram mm-hmm. and Twitter. Let us know your thoughts, comments, anything about Inception or anything about anything else. And if you guys haven't noticed, we have a new logo and new intro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, new logo, new intro. Yeah. We are growing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting better. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you think of those things as well. And uh, yeah. That's our final take. That is our final take. We'll see you next week. Peace. Nailed it. (laughs) Nice.